Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the 20th Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, for our friends who are worshiping with us online, uh, a reminder to go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there, uh, click on the resources tab, and you'll find the bulletin for this service, so you can follow along. Also, if you'd like to give your offering to the Lord, you can click on the Give tab there and, and do so uh, through the website. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Nancy Sabota in thanksgiving to God for blessings received. Uh, just a few announcements before uh, we worship to share with you today. Our own director of music, Ryan Meyer, will be taking part in leading and playing an organ vespers service at Hope Lutheran Church in the city today. That starts at 4 p.m. this afternoon, and you are invited to attend that. You can see the chapel weekly or uh, uh, for more information, or you can just talk to Ryan. He'd be happy to share information about that with you. We will be holding a member orientation next Sunday, October 30th, at around 12.30 p.m. Uh, that's for those who are uh, maybe a little new to Chapel of the Cross, who are, who are prospective members here, or even if you've been here a while and you'd just like to know a little bit more about Chapel of the Cross, please join us. We'll have a light lunch together. We'll learn about the ministry of Chapel of the Cross, uh, give you a chance to ask some questions, and then do a little walking tour of the facility. Uh, so please sign up for that at the Welcome Center so we know how many people to prepare for uh, next Sunday. On Saturday, November 12th and Sunday, November 13th, we'll be hosting a painting party here at Chapel of the Cross. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Uh, we'd like volunteers to help us paint two classrooms downstairs. If we have a lot of volunteers, we'll do more than two classrooms. Uh, we'll, we will gather between 9 and 4 on Saturday and 1 to 4 on Sunday. You don't have to be there the whole time, but if you could come at any time during those times to help, that would be appreciated. And we do ask you to sign up for that as well at the Welcome Center so we know how many snacks to prepare for, and especially for the lunch uh, on, on that Saturday. So that's November 12th and November 13th. Then on November 15th, 2 to 4 p.m., and Thursday, November 17th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., we're going to be having two special grief share events called Surviving the Holidays. We, we normally have these events uh, every year, uh, and, and this is an opportunity for you, perhaps if you need to receive some support as you mourn the lo loss of a loved one, especially during the holiday time. So you can call the church office or speak to Bill Resnick if you want some more information about, about surviving the holidays. Third quarter contribution statements are available, and those are ready for you to pick up. Those are in that box at the Welcome Center. They're in alphabetical uh, order by last name, so we ask you to take yours home with you today. Our elder for this weekend is Jonathan Bellman. John is standing in the back right there. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know John as one of your elders here at chapel. And uh, it has been before COVID hit that we have had the exchange of peace here within the service at Chapel of the Cross. Today we're going to start that up again and share the peace of the Lord with one another. We will do that, though, now here between the announcements and the opening hymn, the entrance hymn. However, maybe you saw that it, as it states in your bulletin, there are some perhaps who would rather not do a handshake, that's okay. Maybe you prefer just to simply wave at one another or smile or, or have a verbal uh, uh, greeting of peace. That's perfectly okay. So may God bless you this morning as we worship. We stand and exchange the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will sing our opening hymn.
Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us, according to your promise in Christ Jesus. God, our merciful Father, has forgiven all our sins. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by His death on the cross and freed us from death by His resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God now and forever. Amen. Thanks be to God. be with you and also with you let us pray almighty and everlasting God you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and always ready to give more than we either desire or deserve strengthen us in the certainty of the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting 
in your heavenly kingdom, that as your children we may love and trust in you our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from the fourth chapter of Genesis. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of his firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain became very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, then you will, not, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. This is the word of the Lord. We read Psalm 5 responsibly. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you, the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. 
You hate, you hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies, bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence will I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness, because of my enemies make straight your way before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. The epistle reading is from the sec is from Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. No. 
tearful song, no recitation of the truth can justify a single wrong. My righteousness is Jesus' life. My debt was paid by Jesus' death. My Please rise as you are able for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance he would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exhausts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated as we sing the hymn of the word.
Christ. Amen. There are two men in the temple. One, a Pharisee, with his nose up in the air and his chest puffed out and his eyes fixed on heaven, pointing at himself while he prays, basically, to himself. Oh God, here I am. Aren't you happy? You're a churchman. You're squeaky clean law keeper. You're a faithful contributor to all church causes. Lord, look at how good I am. And the other man, the tax collector, with his nose pointing to the ground, and his chest sunk, his eyes down, beating his breast, and praying to God, Please, Lord, please, look down on me, a sinful man. I don't dare lift my eyes to you, but would you please look down on me? I am so very sorry for my sinful life. Lord, have mercy on me. But a study in contrasts, isn't it? And these guys, they couldn't be more different. It was like night and day with these two. Uh, yeah, they're, they're both in the temple, and yes, they were both there at the same time, and yes, they were both there to pray. But everything else about these two is different. Their attitude, their demeanor, their prayer, their heart. It's a study in contrasts. First one that we meet is a Pharisee. <laughs> we don't have a lot of nice things to say about Pharisees, do we? In fact, it, it's kind of fun to see how Jesus once in a while would put those Pharisees in their place. Just bring them down a notch or two. They needed that. And we look at a text like this, we're ready to hear Jesus just give it to them because he's such an awful man. But really, if you take a look at that Pharisee, you see that he is not an awful man. Not at all. In fact, he was, he was a man who was very, very serious about his religion. And he was a man who was very ready to work very hard at his religion. And when he goes into that temple and he says, I am not like sinful men, he means that. He says, God, I am not a thief. I am not a robber. And he wasn't. He goes into that temple and he says, I am not an adulterer. And he wasn't. I mean, he had a set of ethics. He was a man of integrity. He's got, a, uh, he's got his morals and he's got his principles. He knew the rules of his religion and he followed those rules to the letter. But he was even a little better than that, wasn't he? Because if, if you look at how he lived out his faith, he goes on to say that he fasted twice a week. Two days a week, he sacrificed himself like that. See, now the law, law only said he had to fast one day. Not, not one day a week. One day a year on the Day of Atonement. But this good Pharisee, he sacrifices himself not only on that one day, but twice a week in addition. I mean, over 100 days of fasting a year. Now, he's a good man. And then he says one more thing. He says, 
My faith is so serious to me that I am willing to reach down into my wallet and take out of that wallet 10% of everything that I earn and give that to the Lord. Oh, that Pharisee's a good man. Do you know, I, I don't think that that Pharisee had ever heard the Lord's Prayer. You know that prayer, right? Pray it all the time. We'll pray it a little later in the service. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In that prayer, in that Lord's Prayer, the first thought in that prayer is always of God. First word to the prayer, our Father. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Everything starts with the Lord. Well, this Pharisee didn't know that prayer. Or if he did, he was not interested in praying that prayer. So he had a different prayer. And his prayer is all about himself. Do you notice that when you heard his prayer? In, in two little sentences, he manages to say the word I five times. He's not thinking about God at all. It's all about himself. Well, that Pharisee is a good man, at least in his mind. And he really needed no forgiveness whatsoever. He was a holy man, at least in his mind, who really did not need the mercy of God. That Pharisee, he talked about God all the time. But God didn't really mean that much to him. Not really. Not when you look at his prayer. I mean, you see that in the prayer, don't you? I thank you, God, that I'm not like other men, <laughs> especially like that Pharisee over there. I'm sorry, that tax collector over there. God does not need to do anything for him. When you look at that prayer, you notice he makes no requests of God. He offers no honor to God. This Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best that I can. I mean, that is the country song equivalent of that Pharisee's prayer, isn't it? I am so good. Perfect, in fact. Uh, you all just must love me because I'm such a good guy. So far above everybody else. And that, that's the Pharisee. I think there's a, a warning here for you and for me. Now, those of us who, who are pretty regular in our worship attendance, who 
Do contribute a generous offering to the Lord who give of our time and our talents for the work of Christ's church, who, who do read our Bibles and, and say our prayers, who do live an outward decent and moral life. I mean, all those things are good. All those things are, are very necessary. All those things are great. But we can so easily be tempted to think that what we are doing makes us look pretty good in God's eyes. And we may be tempted to think that that way, especially when we compare ourselves to those around us who are not doing those things. And then I think sometimes in our hearts and in our minds, we can become somewhat pharisaical. Oh, I'm glad I'm not like him. Oh, I'm certainly a little better than her. And we might find ourselves singing along with Mac Davis. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. There's another guy there at the temple. Another man who also went to pray. And you look at his prayer, and you notice that he doesn't say anything about his Christian behavior. He doesn't say anything about his stewardship. He doesn't say one thing about his Christian living. He just comes to that temple, and all he says is, God, be merciful to me because I'm a sinful man. I'm not worthy, he seems to proclaim. I'm just a beggar in need of God's grace. And, and this tax collector, he joins this host of other beggars, and the Bible's filled with their stories. There's a, a Roman soldier who approached Jesus on behalf of his servant who lay paralyzed at his home. And Jesus says to him, I'll come with you and I'll come heal him. And the centurion replied to Jesus, he says, Lord, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. But only say the word and my servant will be healed. And amazed at his humility and amazed at his faith, Jesus says, go, it will be done just as you believed. Not worthy. I mean, those, those words are almost like this liturgical refrain on the lips of those who gathered around Jesus. You remember Zacchaeus, the wee little man who climbed up the sycamore fig tree. All he wanted to do was catch this little glimpse of Jesus as he passed by his house, knowing that he was not worthy of anything else. The woman who suffered for, from bleeding for 12 years, she did not dare ask Jesus for much. She just thought, if I could only touch the hem of his garment. The Canaanite woman who begged Jesus to heal her daughter, she wasn't worthy of Jesus. She's content to just beg, as a dog would beg for the crumbs that fall from the master's table, as she said. At his death, the thief on the cross, he, cross he, he chastised his cynical fellow criminal and he humbly asked to be remembered. Unworthy beggars, all of them. But each one of those humble beggars ends up more gifted than they could ever have dreamed. They receive precious gifts, precious gifts of healing, of forgiveness, the presence of the Lord. They receive grace upon grace. And this tax collector in the temple, he bows his head. He beats 
his breast, he confesses his sin. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Bible says that that unworthy man, that man, went to his home justified. That man went home forgiven. That man went home with peace. That man went home with joy. See, here is a man who, who, who knew his heart. He knew what was in there. And there was nothing in there but sin and brokenness and pain and failure. He was unworthy and he knew it. And there was nothing he could do to fix that. He knew his heart. But here was also a man who knew his God. He knew that God loved him. He knew that God for, could forgive him, that God had made him his child, that his God was with him, so he could go to that God and say to him, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. If there's one thread that just runs throughout all of Scripture, if there's one thing that you see in every single book, it's that message. You know, God does not come to his people driving some kind of hard bargain and saying to us, you know what, if you don't pray right, or if you don't give enough, or if you're not holy enough, well, then I'm not going to bless. No. God comes to you in the message of Scripture, and he simply says, I love you. That's his message to his people. I love you. So I've gone to the cross for you. I love you. So I've forgiven all of your sin. I love you. So I've risen from the dead so you can be with me one day in heaven. I mean, that's the message of Scripture. And that is the answer to that prayer. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God says, I love you. Your sins are forgiven. That's what made the difference in the life of that tax collector. It's what makes a difference in my life and in your life. And Jesus said that that tax collector, he went to his home justified before God. He was made right, not by what he did. He was justified by what God did for him in Christ Jesus. And that makes all the difference in the world. All, it makes all the difference in the world that I have been justified, that you have been justified. Because we know it's in our hearts, don't we? We know it's in there. There is nothing but sin and brokenness and pain and failure. And we are unworthy too. And we know it. And there's nothing we can do to fix that. We know our hearts. But we also know the Lord our God. We know that Jesus Christ loves us. We know that he gave his life for us, that he forgives us, that he has made us his children, that he, uh, he, that, that he rose for us on the third day, that he is with us as he promises. We know that he has had mercy on us. And so we can go home forgiven. We can go home with peace. We can go home with joy. We can go home justified before God. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed? You find that on page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. especially Joseph Biden, our president, the Congress of the United States, the governor and legislature of this state, and to all those who make, administer, and judge our laws. Help them to serve this people according to your holy will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Lord God, we pray for your peace and your strength be given to those who mourn the death of loved ones. Today, we especially remember Ken Kreitner and his family upon the death of his niece, Vivian Kreitner, and the family and loved ones of Lisa Grady, who died in the Lord this past week. Heavenly Father, bless them with the comfort of your grace and your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our Lord and King, you have promised to answer our prayers for those who have special health concerns. Hear us as we pray for all who are ill and in need of your healing. We especially remember this day, friend of Jerry Bolden, Agnes Soul. Lord, remember also those who are homebound, the lonely and the troubled, that they may know the peace of your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we rejoice today with those who celebrate special gifts of your grace. We especially give thanks with Ken and Marilyn Kreitner and their family upon the birth of a great-grandson, Luke Jaggi. Watch over Luke with your angels and bless him in every way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, for the countless blessings that you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and reigning at your right hand, we have certainty that you, O Lord, will rescue us from every evil and bring us safely into your heavenly kingdom. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, who in love and mercy sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. Strengthen us in the certainty of our Savior's work to save us that we might live securely as children in your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together, Fight the Good Fight. <laughs>